feels to me like it's already been like a full service. I, sitting there just in this first part of the service, I've cried <laughs> and I've, I've laughed. Um, it's better than cats. Um, um, and uh, this morning we still, uh, we still have more in the service and, and I'm, I'm, I'm very excited and, so, and a, little bit, a little bit nervous just um, about what we have because uh, today's a special day not just because it's Father's Day. It is Father's Day, so I want to also say Happy Father's Day um, to all of you. And, uh, but today we also get to recognize some very important people in our church. And uh, that's our deacons. We have a group of deacons, uh, a, a pretty sizable group of deacons, uh, who are serving in ministry already. They've been serving and um, uh, some are starting up new ministries, and we've been meeting for the past uh, four months, the, the deacons and, and we have the leadership, and so just trying to grow together and understand what it means to be a deacon and to, um, to pursue leadership in the church, and uh, so I'm really excited uh, about introducing this group. I'm going to do that towards the end of the message, um, and we're going to commission them. And so um, what that means, uh, commission them, is we're going to authorize them before the Lord and before you, the congregation, to carry out their areas of ministry. And we want to ask the Lord's blessings on them and to empower them for ministry. And so I know we've had deacons in various forms in our church for for many years, um, as long as I've been here in the church. And uh, it, it's always taken some different, different forms and different structures, um, but we see the deacon ministry as very, very important. Uh, they actually carry out many of the ministries in our church with, with the help of others. And, and so um, I think it's, it's, uh, it's appropriate for us to, to commission them today. Um, let's... Let's take a moment and, and pray before we open, open the word. Father, I ask that you, Lord, as the, the worship song said, Lord, um, that the words of our mouths, the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts, Lord, would be pleasing to you, acceptable in your sight. Father, I ask as, as I share your word, as we look at your scripture, Lord, that um, that you would speak through me, Father, that your Holy Spirit would descend um, on this place as we gather in your name, and that you would quicken our minds and hearts, Father, for the things of you and the things that you want us to take away. Even as we talk about deacons and learn about deacon leadership, what does that mean for us, Lord? And, and, and how do we glorify you and please you? Um, and if we don't know you, Lord, if there are people here at, uh, in our midst um, who maybe don't know you or are exploring or seeking, Lord, we ask, Father, that you would minister to them and that they would uh, see you more clearly and, and grow to know you, Lord, in, in, a, in a closer, deeper way. Um, so we lift this time up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So what is uh, a deacon? Let me start with the Greek root word. The Greek root word for deacon is diakonos. 
diakonos, which means servant. That's where we get the word, and it's not really translated. It's actually just taken from the Greek, this diakonos, is where we get the word uh, deacon. Deacon is servant, but we know that all followers, all followers of, of, of Christ are called to serve. We are all called to serve in his name. Hopefully that's, that's been something that's, that's been clear through the Ministry Matters series, that we're a body and that we are joined together as, as Pastor Corey preached on last, last week in Ephesians 4, that we are one body, we're a unit, we have different parts, and each part needs to do its work and to serve together. Um, and so you are um, essential in this body of Christ here in West Covina, each of you. Um, so all followers are called to serve. However, we see in the early church, we will see in the early church, seven individuals were appointed to serve in a specific way. And so if you would turn with me to Acts chapter 6, and we'll have the scripture uh, on the screen. We're going to look at Acts chapter 6, the first seven verses. And we'll see kind of the first time that people are appointed to be deacons in the church. It says, In those days, when the number of disciples were increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, also Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. And so the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. So here in Acts, these seven that we're talking about were chosen to serve the needs of the widows in the daily distribution of food. Something I thought was interesting that I I just want to kind of sidebar and point out is notice in verse 1, it says that the number of disciples were increasing. This is in verse 1, chapter 6. The number of disciples was increasing. The church was growing. And if you look at the end of chapter 5, if you go back to the end of chapter 5, you'll see um, it says, in fact, let me read that for you. Just the last, I think it's the last verse. It says, day after day in the temple courts, these were the apostles, they were going from house to house and they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. So the good news was going out People were open to receiving the message, and the church was growing. People were coming to Christ. And so the family of God was was growing, and the church was doing 
I think, what God wanted it to do there. But I think what I want to point out is that even as the church grew, we see that a complaint arose. This complaint between the Hellenistic Jews and the Hebraic Jews. So it was part, partly an, an ethnic dispute, but it was around the distribution of food to the widows. And so even though the church was growing, even though people were coming to faith, even though God was at work, okay, there were still needs that weren't being met. There were still areas of problem. And the, and, and, and the point I wanted to make that I thought was interesting is that even as we're, as we're here together as a church, that nothing is, is perfect. And, and maybe this is, you know, pretty obvious, but I think Scripture so, says this, right? That nothing is, is, is perfect. And so even as the church grew and even as they grew in fellowship, and we'll see later how they shared together, um, that uh, still can, complaints can arise and problems can come up and needs can go un, un, unmet, but what we see here is that it provided an opportunity. This provided an opportunity for others to serve in very specific ways. And I wonder if it wasn't, you know, it's not part of God's great design and his wisdom that this happens in the church. But it provides that opportunity for other people to step up and to serve. And we see this here in Acts 6. So what do we learn about the role of deacons? Um, this is kind of our, our focus. What is the role of deacons? Who are deacons? And who are they in our church? Um, the first is deacons are servant leaders that have responsibility for particular areas of ministry. Okay, and we will see this as we recognize our deacons later that they're responsible for certain areas of ministry. And we try to follow the, the APES structure of apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers, this A-P-E-S-T. Okay, but they have a specific function and purpose, and they're chosen as deacons because of their giftedness in certain areas, because of their passion, because of their experience, because of their heart for certain areas of ministry. So deacons are servant leaders that have responsibility for particular areas of ministry. In Acts 6, we see that Stephen and the group of them, the seven men, right, their responsibility was to, uh, to manage and to administrate the fair distribution of food between the widows, between the Hebraic Jews and the Hellenistic Jews. The second role of deacons is deacons serve the congregation. Deacon ministries are, are very much hands-on ministries. Okay, they're meant to directly serve and impact the church, to touch you and the congregation, to organize so that we can serve. Okay, deacons serve the congregation, and, and when we commission the deacons, we will go through a process of asking them some questions and asking you, the congregation, some questions. Um, because together, again, we're one body. And so 
the deacons aren't separate and apart from us. They have a special calling, okay? But we are one body, and they serve, they serve us. They serve you, um, and we need to support them. The third is that deacons aid the pastors. In Acts, that we saw that when uh, the deacons were able to work out and handle this complaint and this area between the um, the complaint about the distribution of food to the widows. This freed up the apostles to give their attention, it says, to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And this is, this is part of the structure and design of the church. Uh, that as pastors, Pastor Corey and myself, um, always need to be considering how is the, how is the word going out? How is scripture being taught in our church? How are people seeing the one true God alive in the word of God? Right? So there's teaching and there's preaching. There's the ministry of prayer and, the sh- and shepherding. And so that's not to say that the deacons don't do some of those things because they, they do. And some of them are very gifted. Not to say that people in the congregation don't do those as well. But there is a formal structure here. And the deacons, they aid the pastors. And so that's what we saw in Acts. They aided the apostles. They took this responsibility so that the apostles could focus on what was really, you know, growing the church. I shouldn't say what was really growing the church, but what God was using them to do to grow the church as we saw at the end of Acts 5, to preach the word and to share that Jesus is the Messiah. So those are three, at a very high level, those are three, three roles that the deacons have. As servant leaders, they serve the congregation, they aid the pastors. And, and I'm hoping for you deacons that are out there listening, this is not new to you because we've talked about some of this. We've met um, monthly as a group of deacons for the last four months. And so we have gone through this, this instruction and these passages, in fact, And then in verse 7 here in Acts 6, we see the results. It said the word of God spread and the number of disciples increased rapidly. So just like in the beginning of Acts 6, it says more and more people were coming to the church and increasing in disciples. The church was increasing in disciples. Here in verse 7, with the help of the deacons, with their service to the Lord, the word of God spread and the number of disciples increased rapidly. God used those deacons to fuel the spread of the gospel. So what are the qualifications and qualities of a deacon? There are some qualifications and qualities, and, and, and some of these are found. We can see them here in Acts 6. We can see the nature of, like how it mentions Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit. But we see a lot of these qualities from 1 Timothy chapter 3. And so let me read for you 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 8 through 13. In the same way, deacons are to be worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine, and not pursuing dishonest gain. They must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. 
They must first be tested, and then if there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. In the same way, the women are to be worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. A deacon must be faithful to his wife and must manage his children and his household well. Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. So what is, what is all this saying? So what I get out of there, there's three qualifications. There's, there's probably more, but let me highlight three qualities of a deacon. The first is they model growth toward mature faith. They model growth toward mature faith. They are constantly in the process of growing in the Lord. And we can see that over time in their lives. Now that doesn't mean... Okay, that there's not ups and downs, I think, like we all experience in our faith. And I think there's, there's something natural about that and the struggle we have. Um, and I think deacons have the same. Okay, but um, they should be modeling growth toward mature faith. We see this in, in, in verse 9 here in 1 Timothy 3. They keep hold, it says, of the deep truths of the faith. And they are working toward these things in their daily lives. The Bible should have an important place in their life. And what they think about and how they carry out their life. Okay, and you know, as we talk about deacons, I wanted to say that um, I think a lot of these things can apply to us. I hope that we see that it applies to us as followers, as followers of the Lord. These are things that uh, we want to work towards and aspire to and ask for God's help in. So they model growth towards mature faith. The second qualification or quality is they demonstrate Christian family life. First Timothy 3.12, it talks about being faithful to your spouse and having a good relationship with your children. You know, I just appreciate the video of the kids and them speaking of their fathers and the questions being presented to them because just in that short video, you get a, you get a sense of the relationship that the kids have with their, their parents, with their dads. And there's a quality of relationship there that is very important in the family of God. Christ should be present in their home and in their relationships. That's, that's what verse 12 is saying. The third is that they practice personal and public morality. 1 Timothy 3.8 says that they should not be full of wine. They should not be pursuing dishonest gain. They should be worthy of respect. And that has to do with the sensitivity to our testimony, to how we're seeing and how the deacons are seen inside and outside the family of God. They, they are, we all are, we are ambassadors for the Lord. And so we need to practice personal and public morality. So I see these three qualifications and qualities 
of a deacon, model growth toward mature faith, demonstrate Christian family life, and practice personal and public morality. Now, there's a lot in there, of course, that you know, we can't talk about uh, today. A lot of how, how does that uh, you know, work out in our lives and, and in our relationships and in our pursuits. Okay. A fourth I didn't include, which maybe can be assumed, is that a deacon should be led by God. A deacon must be led by God. This is not purely a spiritual exercise or a moral exercise for people to, to be uh, perfect or to pursue perfection uh, by no means. It is to draw near to God and for our deacon leadership and for the team to grow closer and closer with the Lord. And then this is, this is the outflow. That's the source of how they flow out and do ministry. That they should be led by God. He is to be above all else, like we say in our mission statement, above all else in their lives, in the church, in the community, in their hearts, and in their minds. And deacons are to serve out of that love for God. So a deacon is a high calling. A deacon is a high calling for sure. We see the role that they have, the responsibilities. We see the qualifications involved. And they, and they assume some important responsibilities. And we know, just one last point here, is that we know that there will be testing. We know that there will be trials in ministry. All who serve in leadership, all who seek to serve the Lord and to serve the body of Christ will experience trials and tribulations at times in ministry because we have an enemy. We have one who opposes us. We have one who tries to separate us. There is one, I should say, who, who tries right, to separate us. And when deacons step up and when people choose to serve, the enemy turns attention towards, towards those people at different times. Uh, so we know that there will be trials in ministry. We only need to look at the lives of the Apostle Paul, Timothy, Stephen, who we read about in Acts 6, who was the first Christian martyr, and those in Acts who had to work through problems and issues and difficulties. So for, for the deacons here, um, let that not be a surprise. Right? The, the difficulties will come, and things will be stretching and trying. But the passage ends with the promise of a great reward. In verse 13, it says, Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. And really, there's nothing better. There's nothing better than that. As deacons, as lay people, as those in the church, as those following God, it is to know God through Christ and the Holy Spirit in a deeper way. And then to have that great assurance of faith and that relationship and that love and mercy and forgiveness that God offers. And then the wisdom and direction to serve him in the way he wants you to. 
So I want to introduce the deacons uh, to you now. And um, before I do, let me uh, tell you a little bit about them as a group. And um, they're a, and hopefully you'll, you'll see this when they're up here, and um, they're a pretty diverse group, uh, our, our deacons. And, and I think it's a beautiful thing because our deacons are a reflection of us. They're a reflection of our congregation and the beauty and the unity and diversity that we experience in, in the family of God. <clears throat> um, I want to say that they're, from, from my experience and from having met with them for the last several months, they're, they're a fun group. They don't take themselves too seriously about things that don't need to be taken too seriously. Uh, they're, they're, they're an easy-growing going group. They're a, they're a really um, good group of, of people. Um, and that's important in the ministry. Some of them have been serving for more than 40 years in this church. Right? Longer than some of you guys have been alive. People have been serving some of these deacons here in this church for longer than, for, for over 40 years, um, and some not more than, I'd say, six months in our church. So there's a, there's a wide range. Um, there's a wide range in age, from mid-20s to 70s. Okay? They are mothers, fathers, husbands, wives, young adults, grandparents. Okay? This is, this is our, our deacon body. But they are alike also in, in, in many ways. They are passionate about ministry. They have giftedness and things that God has, has blessed them with and endowed them with. Um, they have a heart for the Lord. Okay, and I believe they want what's best for our church. And so um, let me call the deacons up. I'm going to call them up individually so you can... Like bore your bore your eyes into them and and recognize who they who they are if you don't know them already who they are and what ministry okay they uh, they're serving in and so we don't have all of our deacons here because it's Father's Day and as and, and as Pastor Corey mentioned that uh, the Cortezes couldn't be here and, and um, some are on vacation so uh, I'll call up the ones I think are here um, first from the a department ministry standpoint. These are ministries that have staff assigned to them, but we have deacons as well to work together. Um, I'm going to ask if Karen Ong can come up. And uh, Karen is the deacon for children's ministry. And Karen, if yeah, if you would just stand up here, we're going to just kind of line up here and, and pray for you guys. Um, uh, as I mentioned, Jose Cortez uh, couldn't be here. Um, but he is the deacon for youth ministry. And this is our fountain group, our junior high, high school ministry. Okay, and those are uh, a couple of deacons we have for department ministries. Um, from here on, we kind of try to follow, uh, I, I say kind of, we try to follow, we follow the APEST model. And that's apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. And so I'm going to call up those uh, that oversee prophet-type ministries. This is what we would say is community development. And I'd like to call up Anne, Anne Smith. Anne is the deacon 
of mercy and justice ministry. And this ministry seeks to try to be a face of the church um, to the outside and to those, uh, to the poor and to the needy and those that may come to our, our church. And uh, we're trying to always figure out how we do that in a Christ-like manner. Um, someone that can't be here today but uh, is in this area is Matt Tambara. Okay, Matt is our Community Connections Deacon. And Community Connections kind of is sort of joined at the hip with mercy and justice, but we want to, and this is a completely new ministry, want to develop connections and figure out how do we as a church have an influence and integrate and make connection within the community. Okay, um, and so I think Matt is at his, this church with his dad today. Um, the next is E, evangelism. I'd like to call up, uh, we consider missions, our missions ministry, which has been very, very active with our short-term teams, and we also support 10 or 11 long-term uh, permanent mission, missionaries as well. I'm going to call up uh, Arlene Koshimizu. Arlene has been a deacon of missions and in the missions ministry for, uh, for many years. And she's co-deaconing with Tom Yasamura. I'll ask Tom to come forward. <clears throat> Tom is um, he, he's special in that you know, we kind of crossed over in terms of like with the Nichigo. And, and we know Tom's heart for, for missions and his experience with missions as well. But um, drawing from our, our, our Nichigo church and congregation um, for, for deacon leadership. Okay, next uh, will be the social and fellowship. And there are two ladies who I'm not going to have come up because they're not going to be commissioned, uh, but uh, Alma Fujiwara and Frida Sahara. And I see Frida here. Um, is, is Alma here? Oh, there's Alma. Okay, Frida and Alma, if you can stand, just, I, I, I won't call you forward, but um, I just want people to see you. Frida and Alma have been have been uh, the deacons for social and fellowship also for a number of years, you know, which handles our food ministry and lunch after service and special occasions and receptions. Um, and so I want to thank them. They are transitioning and uh, handing off ministry as deacons. Uh, so they won't be commissioned for the future, but um, we want to extend our thanks to them for ministry as for their faithful service, and I, I hope they'll still be involved <laughs> because we need their experience and their leadership. Okay, thank you. Um, so our social and fellowship deacons are uh, Marissa, Marissa Martinez, and Stephanie Romero. Is Stephanie here? Are the Romeros here? Okay. Okay, so uh, Marissa's uh, fairly new then, to ministry or serving, serving in ministry here at our church. She's been such a blessing, and uh, she is very passionate and very energetic. Um, and, uh, and, and, and this is what we need in evangelism ministry, in social and fellowship, and she's uh, a godsend. Um, and then we include in our evangelism the welcome team ministry. And this is uh, Elaine Weiskircher. Um, well, Elaine, will you come forward? She's... Uh, co-deacon of Welcome Team and with Taishi, Taishi Inouye. 
And so Elaine and Taishi, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're a team uh, for Welcome Team Ministry. When we think about ushers, greeters, Connection Central, um, but they, these guys are way beyond that in terms of, I think, creativity. When we meet and they talk, <laughs> it, it is like, oh, how do we go ahead you know, and have lunch with that new person? Or how do we do these other things that go beyond, I think, some of the things that we see? Um, and then we move to shepherding, the S, shepherding and care. And I'll uh, ask Nancy Kodama. Nancy is our deacon of compassion care. And this is, this is a imp- very important ministry, and it's, it, it dovetails with the harvester's ministry, you know, which we'll also touch on, but compassion, care, caring for those within our congregation um, with, with certain needs, um, needs for food or for transportation, for some visitation, and, and for those suffering in different ways. And so we're thankful for Nancy um, in, in the harvester's ministry, uh, I know Audrey Sakamoto is one of the deacons, and she's uh, in Japan. Uh, as Dr. Mike Tanaka is our co-deacon for the harvester's ministry. Um, and Dr. Mike has been serving in various areas of ministry in our church for probably close to that 40 years I'm talking about. I was thinking of Audrey when I think of over 40 years, but... Um, I think with Dr. Mike, I know he's been serving at least 30-something years um, in, different, in different ways. And he's co-deacon of Harvester's Ministry, which is our 55-plus 50, group in our church. And then discipleship. Um, I'll ask Walter and Diana Cho to come up. Walter and Diana. And so this is the teaching aspect, the T of APEST. And Walter and Diana... Uh, are deacons of our growth group ministry. And they work with Pastor Corey in terms of um, curriculum and, for example, the Ministry Matters series and the GoServe series that we've been going through. And, uh, and we're blessed that they, for them to serve in our church. And they've been in, in our church serving in different ways um, for a while now. So we're, we're fortunate to have them on the deacon board, deacon leadership team. And then the last is Nancy Cortez, who uh, also is, is, is not here, um, but she is the deacon of all church gatherings. And, and we consider that as well part of a teaching and discipleship ministry. Um, and uh, hopefully I didn't leave anybody out because there's a total of 18 deacons on our list, uh, two of which, again, are not continuing on. So we have 16, and then these, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> uh, boy, I can't count. 11 up here, um, you know, are uh, the deacons that we want to pray for now. And so um, as we pray for them, and the A, the A in APES, I want to mention, is apostles. And what we consider our apostle ministry is our vision team. And so I'm going to ask the vision team as well, just just to come forward, you know, with this big group, because the apostle ministry, we're going to, like it says in Acts 6, going to lay hands and pray for, for our deacons this morning. And so the vision team would come forward and um, maybe just take places behind them so we can cover them in prayer. Okay. 
Well, when I look at this group, uh, this is a fantastic group, and uh, I and I am very, very thankful for those that have uh, committed to serve in this way. And uh, even as we're getting started, I know that some ministries are in, in existence, but in in many ways, this is a rebooting of this ministry, and we have already begun to see the fruit of just their hard work and organizing ministry, and uh, really with the belief that uh, that all of us are called to be ministers. Obviously, that's the the idea behind this series, but God has appointed some to be leaders and to organize us so that we can do the work of God, and that is behind. Uh, that is what is behind uh, the heart of each of these. And so I'll admit, I have very high expectations. Uh, I know that uh, we are put, placing a lot on these individuals to organize leadership teams, to oversee events, to uh, help as, just even as Darren's highlighted this morning, to model Christian uh, living and, and what we hope to see from all members of our church. We look at these as individuals who will model this. And so there is a lot of expectations. This is a high calling. But let me read uh, the, the verse that Darren, the last verse that Darren touched on in 1 Timothy 3 one more time. Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and, a, and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. And so the Word of God says that those that serve well will be blessed themselves and the church will be blessed. And uh, that, is a, that is a great promise. That these individuals, as they serve the Lord, will be blessed in, in your walk with the Lord. You will be blessed uh, in your ministry. And the church, as uh, us together, will be blessed to grow, to grow in our faith, to uh, do the work that God has called us to do. So in light of all of that, I just emphasize the importance of this, and I want to make sure that we emphasize uh, from as a church our gratitude for your willingness to serve because we recognize that this is a sacrifice and that you will give a lot of time and effort, and uh, we appreciate that. Three questions for the deacons and then two questions for the congregation. Uh, if you are in agreement with this, will you please respond, we do. Will you be faithful to carry out the ministry responsibilities that have been entrusted to your care? As, as Darren highlighted in, the, in his sermon, deacon literally means servant. Will you seek to serve this congregation and the pastors by working hard, partnering with one another to seek the overall health and good of the church, and serving with a spirit of love, humility, and peace. And finally, will you seek to ask God for help and to care for your own spiritual health so that you can serve out of an overflow of your love for God that you have in your own heart? And now to the congregation, and then we will pray together for our deacons. Will you uphold these deacons in your prayers that they, that they may have the heart and mind of Christ in their leadership? Will you encourage these deacons by your support and participation in their ministries 
And as you have opportunity, will you express your thanks and appreciation to them for their sacrificial service on your behalf in the name of Christ? Let's go before the Lord and uh, we will pray for our deacons together. I encourage you as, you're, as we pray, just extend your hand as a symbolic act of the Lord's blessing upon them. Father God, we thank you for each person that is before us right now. We thank you for the call upon their lives, and we recognize that you have called them. And now we commission them in Jesus' name, asking that you would empower them, that you would give them wisdom, that you would give them strength, that you would help us as a church to support them, because we believe that you have called us to do the work of discipleship and the work of serving others and and carrying out ministry in your name. And so, God, we pray for each of them, that you would bless them, that you would build them up personally, that they would, that they would thrive in their own faith, that they would find fellowship with your spirit as they come uh, before you in prayer and in your word. God, we pray that you would strengthen them in their Christian relationships that they have, uh, even with others in our church, that you would build them up in their faith, that they would never be lacking in zeal, but that you would fill them with a passion for you, God. God, give them strength to be able to model Christian behavior for all of us. God, give them strength to live out the, uh, the great commandments of loving you and loving their neighbor. And God, I pray that as they serve, that uh, you would bless them, bless their ministries. Mm -hmm. Cause it just to prosper. Cause their ministry to prosper and and ultimately cause your kingdom to prosper because of the service that they are pouring out. Mm -hmm. And so, God, I pray that as each one of them serves, that it is not a siloed ministry, but that we are all joined together uh, to carry out your work. That each of these ministries is working together to to exalt your name to, so that you are above all else in our lives, in our church, and in our community. And that as we work together, God, we pray that we would grow in our faith, that we would spread the gospel just as we saw in the early church, that the gospel would go forth and that we would regularly see people coming to faith in Jesus Christ. God, we pray that we would see disciples being made Disciples who are serving you and caring for the poor. Disciples that are in teaching one another and, and encouraging one another in their faith. And God, uh, disciples that are sh- uh, sharing the gospel and praying for one another. And God, we know that all of that is a work of your spirit. And that's why we pray right now, God. These individuals, as, as much as we look up to them and love them and see them as called, they can't do it without your strength. And so we pray for your Spirit's power in them, and we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. God, I thank you for how you have worked in each of these deacons' lives um, individually to bring them to this point of obedience and stepping out in faith and following you and in um, agreeing to serve you and to serve your children here at West Covina Christian Church, Lord. Um, Lord, I just pray for um, them and their families, Lord, that you would strengthen them, that you would uh, pour your grace upon them, Lord, that they would be ever mindful of your um, deep love for them, God, that that would 
um, motivate them as they continue to um, be faithful in serving you. Lord, we know that there will be times of exhaustion, <laughs> times of discouragement. Lord, but we know that you are stronger, that your spirit is stronger. And we ask that you would just continue to pour your spirit upon these deacons and upon their families, that you would protect their hearts and minds from the lies of the devil, God. Mm -hmm. That you would um, just put your hedge of protection around them as they are uh, being courageous and trusting you as they step forward in faith, God, to serve you. And Lord, we just um, thank you for how uh, we know that you will use them mightily, Lord, for their ministries are in your hands and that your purposes will be accomplished for you are a mighty God, Lord. And we praise you and thank you for this opportunity um, to do your work, Lord. And we just uh, thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeah. Lord, as we close this time, um, Lord, we want to thank you for these deacons. We want to thank you for their, their, their hearts of service, Lord. And uh, we want to ask that you would encourage and strengthen them. We ask, Father that as a congregation, we would love and support and, and do what we can, Lord, to, um, to help our deacons and to make them successful and to, um, to, to flourish, help their ministries to flourish, Lord, um, that you would, over time, you would grow the relationship between our deacons and the congregation and, and individuals to leaders and to volunteers and that, Lord, you would unite us in one heart and one mind for you. Um, Lord, I pray that grace would be present in all of our, the relationships that the deacons have uh, across their family and their ministries, their leadership teams, and those that they serve and um, those that they touch, Lord, that your grace would be present um, and that we would, Lord, sense and see and experience, Father, your unmerited favor upon our, our lives and upon the lives of this um, the life of this church. Lord, thank you for these deacons. We thank you and ask that you would uh, go with them and be with them and uh, you would bless them and um, that they would, Lord, serve in your name for your glory and for your praise. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.